Yo, what's good, Keisha? What's good, Cal? Hey, Jay. What's good, fam? Man, I thought I was going to be late. The city jumping tonight. Really is, but nah, we on time. Cool. Oh, hey guys, I got y'all something. Pop this in. Now let's kick it old school. What's going on, beautiful people of Atlanta? I go by the name of DJ 9D. It's your girl, Keisha. And it's your boy, Kev. And you're now tuning in to Kicking the Old School every Thursday at 8, where we take you back with the trash that's all of that, but as well as play y'all down, y'all that new music of today, men in that generational gap. We have one of the gatekeepers, one of the most influential artists that ever graced the planet, of course, from the no- most notorious group of all time. I call them the gatekeepers because without them, without them coming up on stage and saying what they had to say, I feel like the South wouldn't have been where they at today. So, yo, we got T. We got T-Mo Goody up in the building. What's good? What's happening, everybody, y'all? It's your boy T-Mo Goody represent one for Goody Mo B. The good Lord still pumping breath and blood through this body. Absolutely. <laughs> As you can see. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm right here, man. Thank you, man. Hey, man, we appreciate you, man. It's crazy because uh, Kel, Keisha, yesterday I was working right doing whatever I was doing. And when I seen this brother from the corner of my eye, I thought I was dreaming. I ain't going to lie. I thought I was a fan. <laughs> you know, I'm a fan first. I ain't going to front. You know, I'm a I'm a, I'm a true supporter in, in just what they uh, live by and what they did. So, um, yeah, man, we got Timo Goody up in here. So, tell me. The beginning of everything, man. Of course, you and Cujo started Goody Mob first, but just tell us how everything just came together, man. Cool, man. Let's go ahead and, and show you, man, from the beginning. The beginning, man, of this whole journey of my personal, from my personal perspective, began my fr- No, 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 no. Let's go all the way back. It began, I said, when I was about two years old, man, I used to be like a Morris Brown band fanatic. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? My, my mom and dad, alumni of Morris Brown, so I used to go to the game back in the day and be in the stand, just sitting there next to the to the band, just absorbing all that game, all that music, all that vibe, all yeah. that mm. that spirit, you know what right. I'm saying? That energy, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and it was pumped into my spirit, bro. That's I got to give it to them. You know what I'm saying? That's why I ended up going to Morris Brown and graduating from Morris Brown. You know what I mean? Right. It, 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 I had to give back and show them that I'm a true native. I'm a true, you know, survivor of a of a of a third generation mm-hmm. Brown Knight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My grandparents went to Mars Brown, oh, that's so right. you know it was big. You know, it was a big move for me. But uh, that that's that's really my musical my musical journey began there. From there, you know, I started playing instruments. I started playing the saxophone. Started playing the drums. But you know, I, I left the band when I was in the eighth grade. I played the band at Sudden Middle School, and I left the band when I went to Mays High School because I, I felt like I had a lot of physical energy that I needed to exert some mm-hmm. type of way, and the band just wasn't doing it for me. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Even though I was, I wasn't, I was very small at stature. My heart was very humongous. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's <laughs> what sure. matters. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> It was almost a case of, you know how sometimes your mama used to tell you, your eye bigger than your stomach. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big old, big old <laughs> food that you can't eat. Still. Yeah. Still hey, man, so, hey, I, I bit off a little more than I could chew, but it, it really helped to mold me, you yeah. know, as a man. You know, getting out there training, you know, sweating and bleeding, man, playing with some of the realest guys, man, I ever met in my lifetime. You know what I'm saying? That's why I got to give 
credit to Mays High School for helping to mold me into the T-Mo Goody that y'all see today. Shout out. Shout you know out. what I'm saying? Um, musically, man, I, I started rapping, I would say, my freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, wow. I, I was actually in seventh grade. I, I skipped a little part, man, because I'm going to put all this in my little movie I got coming out called Top of the AA. We're going to keep this thing going. <laughs> oh, no, no, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I started kind of like in seventh, eighth grade, I invested in some music equipment. I bought a mixer and I had two raggedy turntables. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't afford two nice turntables at that time. But, hey, man, I had, you a had to make it work. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm you had to make it work. I thought I was doing it. So, you know, I'm learning how to scratch on them on them belt dry tables and they, the belt jumping off. I got to put the belt back on. And get the belt that that builds character. Yeah, it builds all kind of character. You know what I'm saying? But it showed that, that perseverance and that love yeah. for the music. You know right. what I mean? And it was there. And that, love, that true love for hip-hop. Like, I'm one of the, the really the some of the true ears of the beginning of hip hop. Yeah, you yes, know what I mean? Yeah, when really are. I'm talking about when don't push me because I'm hotel, motel, holiday in. <laughs> I'm telling you, I bought that, man, that Sugar Hill game. I bought the record as soon as it dropped, man, from from uh, Turtles, records and tapes mm. in Greenbrier, man. Green, big up the Greenbrier. Yeah, to make green me bride, man. To who I am today, man. Greenbrier suffering right now. I'm real sad <laughs> with my community. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it like this, dog. You know, crack man tore up our community, man. Yeah, and that, and that yeah. also helped to shape Timo Goody in, in his venture, man, and, and and my subject matter in which I chose to rap about. You know yeah. what I'm saying on right. my music, because I, I felt so I, I saw where a thriving co- black community, mm-hmm. Camerton Road, you know, where it was all kind of beautiful restaurants and all kind of you know thriving uh, car dealerships yeah. and different businesses up and down Camerton Road to where right. I actually saw. Drugs bus capital road to 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 like it's like bulldoze the, like a bulldoze the community basically. I'm talking about shut it down, yeah, yeah. bro. Little by little, it was like one business go, another business go, mm. another business go. The last uh, businesses that were there when I was in the twelfth grade was we had Red Lobster. We were holding on to Red Lobster, but I knew Red Lobster was about to go. One day I went to school. This girl was like, "Hey man, they just gave me this whole big old bag of shrimp. Uh, they, uh, they left work and gave me this big. I said, gave you some shrimp? Yeah, it wasn't even cooked yet. I said, oh God. Yeah, you're already know what time it was. Yeah. I said, it's over. I mm. promise you, it probably wasn't open another two years after mm. that. You know wow. what I mean? And, and it's just sad, you know. So that's why Goody Mob decided to be more than just glamorous, glamorous rappers, more than just braggadocious rappers more than just you know make you dance type of rappers yes, right. we, we got those rappers that's yeah. out there you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying we got those 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 slots filled mm-hmm. you know what I mean so it's a good thing so we were trying to position ourselves in a way to where you know taking the, the road less travel yeah. you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying yeah. trying to go to where everybody else ain't going that way at least we'll get a little more attention that way yeah, right. because we ain't sure. doing what everybody else Not is doing exactly. you know yeah, y'all, I mean? y'all, were, y'all were definitely visionaries and I mean, and I feel like you see it today. I mean, you, you seen Atlanta. True. That, I, I feel like that came from y'all. You know yeah. Saying? More than anybody else. If you look at Atlanta, anybody who's listening to this, you look at Atlanta, that that vision, everything that they were doing, that, you know, how they show the black community in different ways that we've never seen. Yeah. That started with Goody Mob and their music videos and, and their music. You know what I mean? Right. And, and what they was doing. So I, I really... Big up to y'all for real, cause y'all, y'all started that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how they reached out to y'all about anything, cause I feel like y'all definitely should have some kind of part in what they're doing. Man, right. we 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 in a good position right now. We actually have been given the key to the city. Yeah, mm. and and not only that, we we have a real personal relationship with the mayor. Okay, and pretty much the whole city government. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We went to school with and grew up with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we got a good hand in the ATL city. 
you know, we got good faces out here because we ain't burning bridges with folks right. either. You Definitely, know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, so, one, and one thing, I'm sorry, Timo, I ain't mean nah, to cut ahead. you off, but one thing I realized about Atlanta, because I'm from Florida, you know, of course, down south, all we had was, you know, uh, uh, Uncle Luke and Trick okay, Daddy yes, and everything sir. like that. Shout out to Trick Daddy, man. That's the OG. That's the yes, male Miami. Yes, um, but when I came up here, man, I feel like I was in Black Wall Street. Mm. Yeah. You know, and I see the 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 progress the progress in in just black owned business and everything it's it's homegrown i feel like i've been here for years my brother you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so i knew i knew what type of uh of music and cultural and, and just the road that y'all paid for just people to feel good because believe it or not people that starting on starting their business today they grew up on y'all music yeah yep. you know and they they understand the fundamentals of just being kind and, and and giving food for your soul yes sir you know what i'm saying so yeah man most and thinking definitely. outside of the box too that's that's a that's the main thing you know what i'm saying i wasn't just y'all wasn't following nobody's way y'all had y'all own Y'all, y'all carved that, you know what I'm saying? So the Kendrys and J. Cole of of, of, of the that South. time, you know of the saying? South, yeah. you know, y'all did it before all of that. So tell they me, did. man. Um, so of course I know you linked up with Cool Joe, but how did you, of course, the OG Big uh, uh, Gip and um, CeeLo get together, man? How did that come together? Okay, the way Big Gip and CeeLo became a part of Goody Mob, if you go back and listen to the first Outkast album. Listen mm. to Southern Playlistic Cadillac Music Album. Music, yes. And listen to Get Up, Get Out. You'll hear Gip and CeeLo on Get Up, Get Out. Mm-hmm. But you don't never hear them mention Goody Mob on that record. Mm-hmm. But you'll listen to, um, um, what was his name? Uh, I have um, Call of the Wild. You mm. listen to Call of the Wild on that record, and you'll hear them make reference to Goody Mob. Yeah. Because that's who me and Cujo was looked at as when we presented ourselves to organized noise back in the days. Yeah. And that was a blessing within itself because we never really went to organized noise to try to get signed to them or we never were trying to get with LaFace, none of that. I mean, mm-hmm. we were trying to get with LaFace, but we didn't know that organized noise had a connection with LaFace at that time. We just wanted right. some good beats because we knew they had good beats. But man, um, the relationship grew when we went over there, man. It was just awesome. I ain't gonna lie, the first time we went over there, I can remember uh, Ray was downstairs. They had like two MPCs, and back in the day, to have some MPC sixties, man, you, you had to have some bread. It was like yeah. five hundred dollars a piece. Yeah, you talking you know? about in the dungeon? Yeah, in the dungeon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We talking about young folks, you know? What I'm saying? Yeah. You talking about the old folks with that? We talking about young boys with five thousand dollars worth of um, drum machine, man. Thanks to you know Big Rude, you know what I'm saying? Big Rude right here on deck, you know what I'm saying? He he know it. I'm telling the truth. I ain't, I ain't telling y'all no fat, no no fails. You know it's the real deal. So yeah. I'm just. Um, Saying all this to say, man, um, Goody Mob started in the dungeon, man, with Outcast, I mean, with Gilp and CeeLo. We connected at the dungeon through Ian Burke. Mm. Ian Burke, man, it's, it's so awesome he on there too, man, because Ian Burke suggested, when we did those songs with Outcast, he suggested, you know what? Um, LaFace want to do a deal with, with all of y'all. You know what I'm saying? They, they hot on all of y'all off this Outcast album. We went platinum, like they ready to work, what y'all want to do? I'm thinking that, you know, maybe y'all should all go under the umbrella as Goody Mob, you know what I'm saying, just to get the deal done, and then y'all can go, you know, individually if y'all want to do solos or whatever, but y'all got to 
connect with the label now with like right. this. I think it's a good idea. And we hey, talking man. about real quick. We talking about LaFace Records yes. back in the day. If y'all don't know, LaFace Records uh, yeah. had who, who they had. They had Usher. Who else they had? They had Tony Braxton, Braxton, TLC, yeah. all that. Mm-hmm. Working with Whitney Houston right there. Connect because um, LaFace Records was uh, distributed through Arista. Yeah, yeah. Clive Davis. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And BMG. You know, the big dogs in the industry. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? You, so. you know, um, years back, man, I seen the documentary. I believe it was on Netflix or something. It was a documentary or maybe it was an ensemble around that time, man. I always wondered, man, how, like, tell me, the like, the vibes in that dungeon, man. Because I know y'all, it was not big at all. Y'all was pretty much piled on top of each other. But just tell me. How was the vibes in there? Did y'all knew y'all was making history at that time? Man, I'm gonna tell you, we all loved music so much, and organized noise. I'm gonna tell you, they they had a connection to the to the game that everybody wanted. Yeah, that, that, you know what I mean. That they had, so they had an ace in the holes, and everybody knew it. Right, they just you know weren't showing. A whole lot of flash at that time, you right. know what I mean. But those boys were investing back in studio time, you know, helping to get the Outkast albums recorded, the Good yeah. Mob album recorded, help to orchestrate, you know, a big music production company. Right. You know what I mean? So, man, we we know what we were doing, but we didn't know that it was gonna be like this. You know mm. what I mean? We didn't know, but we were intending on it being like this. That was the intentions. Exactly. We showed no one going in talking about we finna lose. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, or we weren't gonna come through, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the whole goal was to go platinum, man. And when we did that with Outkast Al, man, that was all like a collective effort. You know, Outkast was the front runners, man, but everybody played a hand. I mean, people that you don't that weren't even rapping on that album played a played big a role mm-hmm. in Outkast Al. You right. know what I'm saying? Guarantee that. Most yeah, definitely. They, they know. You know what I mean? They know, they know. You know, Big and Dre, you know what I'm saying? They know, man. They was the little brothers, man, and they, they absorbed the energy of the big brothers that was going on around them, man, and they put it down. Absolutely. The boys had that energy. They were fly. They were, they were fancy. They could rap. Hey, man, and we grinded with them. You know, we, we was like, I can remember, that was the first time I could say that we was like on some real hip-hop yeah, stuff because we did a show at uh, in Tennessee State University, and I can remember we walked out the, sh- the show, and we were walking one way, and all these people were just standing out front, and you know we weren't used to nobody you know coming up to us right. like that. That was like one of the first real shows that I can even remember. Yeah. Man, them people came running after us. Man. <laughs> it was so funny, but we didn't run. Like nobody ran. We just kept walking. It, it was just like the whole crowd was right with us, just showing love. And th- from that day on, that's, I was like, you know what? I want to make my music, man, mm-hmm. to create this type of environment. Yeah, man. love and peace, folk coming together, having a good time. You know, that's what it's about Most with me, definitely. Bro. And that's how we ride now, baby. Top of the A, A. Hey, man, we got T-Mo Goody up in the building. I want to, of course, you know, I can't have this brother here and not play one of these classes. You know, I got Please. to. I have to. It's right. only necessary. So, yo, I go by the name of DJ 9D. It's your girl, Keisha. And it's your boy, Cal. And you now tune in to Kicking the Old School every Thursday at 8, where we take you back with the trash. That's all of that. But as well as men, that generational gap. I want to play one of these dope classics from y'all uh, called Dirty South. Dirty side. <laughs> <laughs> we'll Breeze. be right black.
Took the two, the three, the four. Them dirty red dogs done hit the door. And they got everybody on their hands and knees. And they ain't gonna leave until they find them kids. Now Dirty Bill Clinton fronted me some weight. Told me keep two, bring him back eight. And I only brought him five and held on to three. Do you think that clapping the sick his goons on me? See Martell Holmes, that's my claim to fame. Where I learned my slickest tricks in the hustling gang Like my favorite, I call it lemon head delight That's when you lick off all the yellow and you sell the white Right, well let him be biggest pussy I be being that wide receiver The player the B.I.G. will make all people believe us yeah. Sipping on Quavo go off in the club drunk as what? Calling them crow snitches and both them I leave up When I'm too sober, so, so, yeah older, older. Now I'm almost legal Wanted to live the life of Cadillacs and Pilots and Regals uh. Messing around with the pros, playing cuts in the south Kicking that same southern slang Look up a love up in your jaw, bro Reef will make you calm. Cigarettes give you cancer. Woo-woos make you dumb. What you really know about the dirty side? What you really know about the dirty side? You see, never did I think when I got grown that some peewee sacks have been untook this time. See, life's a trick. Then you figure out why you really got dropped in the dirty side. See, in the third grade, this is what you told. You was bought. You was sold. Now they saying juice left some heads cracked. I bet you Jed Clampett want his money back. See East Point Atlanta through this roadblock. Talking about all this blow traffic got to stop. So the big time players off John Freeman way had to find themselves another back street to take. Cause back in the day we was out of control. We didn't understand all no, man, that money ain't yours. That's when me and Big Slate took an oath and swear. Never would we talk, never would we take. So when they pulled up, bump and rock the bills. We took what we wanted and left them quiet as hell. What you really know about the dirty side? What you really know about the dirty side? Now the Cobras got the boys on the lonely back. Give Paula that miss as she said they didn't get trapped. Behind the black, behind the green, behind the red tent. Dealers breaking off that blow for them wood chip. A lot of faces ain't around, a lot of folks got shot. Scatter Mac dropping cheese while that crystals pop. Been on the ground with cool breeze, dropping pounds with beat. Eric Neal is the coolest from a century. Mac Town keeps growing old school like Charles. Stanking like them Lakers in P my paw. Perry holds the hurry the home to all the homes. Had to feel the pool creeks. Just don't sleep in the dirty side. Two, the three, the four. Them dirty red dogs done hit the door. And they got everybody on their hands and knees. And they ain't gon' leave until they find them kids. See, powder get you hyper. Reefer makes you calm. Cigarettes give you cancer. Woo-woos make you dumb. What you really know Slow about the dirty side? What you really Slow know about the dirty side? Everybody, it's your girl Queenie Lasso, and you're kicking it old school on the real 1100 AM. Oh, man, I wanna be free. I just wanna do you. Why you wanna do me? Hey, what? No, this that boy Jizzle, one fourth them franchise boy, and you're now tuned in to kicking it old school, the real 1100 AM. Holla at your guala. Jizzle? Lean with it, wow. 
Yes, sir. And we back, y'all. My name is DJ 9D. This is your Keisha. This is your boy, Kel. We got T-Mo Goody up in the building. Yeah. It's your folk, T-Mo, to the fullest. Mo. Dev. Yo, Keisha, I know you got something to say. Yes, yes. You know, I always got something to say. <laughs> and guess what, guys? What's up? Somebody needs our help. <laughs> Every day. Yes, everybody needs our help. So we have to help people all right it's from our ass on our chest so we can go help somebody so i don't know if y'all remember but a couple shows back Mm -hmm. i had told you guys about someone and a girl and her boyfriend and they're living together and they kicked out a friend Mm -hmm. and so there's a part two to this Mm. okay it's a sequel i'm gonna do a recap of what (laughs) happened because you weren't here it was a lot of drama and a lot of juicy details <laughs> so i want to know what y'all think on this new developing story because it's actually progressing the story is it's progressed is okay. it has progressed and it's, it's and it's still <laughs> it's still going okay. so the recap there was a woman living with her boyfriend and her friend came out to visit her uh randomly out of nowhere she came to visit her she said i need a vacation the friend said i need a vacation oh she she popped up she popped up yes the friend popped up (laughs) yes so the friend popped up this is the recap this is the recap the friend popped up at her at her house where she lives with her boyfriend and then her friend is newly single and so her friend was on a dating app the friend found the girlfriends the the friend found the boyfriend on the social, the I mean, app. the dating app, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And so the friend found the boyfriend on the dating app, confronted her friend and said, hey, just wanted to let you know, I saw his profile on this dating app. You know, do with it what you want. And mm. so she, the girlfriend, then said, it's, I'm not okay with this, but at least I did not find a condom in the house. And so then a couple of days later, the girlfriend, uh, the friend finds a condom in the house. Mm-hmm. And she then confronts the boyfriend about the condom. And then the condom, she says, like, get rid of it. Like, she's trying to do this behind her friend's back mm-hmm. so that her friend doesn't find out and she doesn't get devastated. Mm-hmm. The boyfriend then went to the girlfriend and said, your friend just came to me and confronted me. I wanted you to know this. The girlfriend then kicked out the friend. So that's where we left off. Mm-hmm. The girlfriend kicked out the friend and she then wanted to know to like kick out the right person. So that's where we left off. All right. Okay. So now we're picking that story up, and <laughs> <laughs> now she said that she had then discovered that the boyfriend, now the friend's kicked out the house, mm-hmm. the boyfriend was looking at old videos mm-hmm. of his ex on his laptop. Mm. So he was looking at these videos of his ex, and he was saying, like, I'm not saying anything, he was trying to do this in private but she found out because she had opened up his laptop when he was asleep saw the video was like right there on his laptop and then she said okay all right i now know what you're doing Mm -hmm. so then she's like well i'm gonna look past this so now this is a developing story Mm. she then found (laughs) out that the guy has been seeing his ex-girlfriend and now she has their they share locations and she found out that he was seeing 
the ex-girlfriend on a date. Mm. And so she saw that and said, do I confront him about this? So how does she figure out what to do? How should she confront him and bring up this conversation that she's discovered because she saw the conversation, the, the thread on his laptop because she opened it up. He doesn't have a lock on his laptop. Mm-hmm. So he's not realizing he's exposed because he now has this conversation on the laptop. He has the lo- she has locations. He's, he's been out mm-hmm. at these different places and stuff like that. So what do you guys think? How should she confront him? with seeing and knowing what she knows now how should she go about this conversation first i want to just say homie homie you idiot you know what i'm saying <laughs> you're not you're not hiding nothing you know what i'm saying ain't no no password what do you say what she said no, no password, password on the laptop. no password what mm-hmm. else what, what where else he messed up at because it's about five six it's different right. things he had the, messed up he at. Had Let, the, letting, the letting that friend up in the house that's, that's, that's another one. Oh, <laughs> okay okay that's another one because look you're not popping up and then chilling you know what I'm saying? i know y'all cool you know I mean? you gotta get a hotel for that though yeah hit me up hit me up about a month in advance you want to stay in my house yeah. um Respect that. yeah yeah it's, it's, it's a lot it's a lot to go with that but facts of the matter is he's done yeah. you know what i'm saying so so he got the dating profile that's the first thing letting a random friend come into the house is mm-hmm. the second thing has mm-hmm. the condom in the house and admits mm-hmm. that it was his is that is that dumb that he admitted real. it was his if you that's real that's oh. real because my thing is this the less lies you have to tell in your life the less explaining you're going to have to do in your, in your afternoon. Mm. You know <laughs> oh, okay. I mean? So That's if, true. if you're going to dance and you're going you're gonna to cook it in the kitchen, like my mom said, you're going to cook in the kitchen, you got to be able to stand the heat. Mm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I respect somebody that's willing to, you know, to go against whatever they got going on, their union, and be honest about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Because at the end of the day, that person gonna be able to sleep tonight because mm-hmm. they know they kept it one hundred. That's, that's real. That's, 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 that's realist. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That's real. Yeah, that's so if you gonna do your dirt, man, make sure you know what I'm saying. You gonna keep it up because you know you might you might you might not be able to sleep at night. But yeah. it also comes down to it also comes down to the importance of just growing up, man. If you know yeah. you have something good with you. You know what I'm saying? Don't be trying to chase nothing for 20 minutes of pleasure. Exactly. And another you know thing is, another thing is, she got to she got to wonder: Does he think that their relationship is good too? You know what I'm saying? Is that why he's doing that? Is he doing that because um, he can do it, or is he doing it because he feels like the, the current relationship he's in is not as good as it's supposed in to be? In that case, mm. you should just leave. She should just leave, or he she, should just leave. Either or. If, if it's <laughs> not, <laughs> word up. Yeah. So. No. Okay. Because. So to me, what I'm seeing that's happening is, oh, I forgot to mention this. <laughs> she's the reason why they now have the house that they have. And she's the girlfriend is oh. the reason that they have, you know, the things that they have. Like mm. they have a house and they have like a, the way that their house is set up. Like she's able to get it rented out. You know, they live together. They've been together for like a year and a half or so. And so this, a lot of his come up or his growing up, has been because of the girlfriend. Oh man, uh, he what's it, what's her name? He Stetson, she Oprah. Is that how we doing it? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what we calling it. That's what that's what it sounds like. You know what I mean? So that's tough. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, you already know. He got to go. You know what I'm saying? I mean, mm-hmm. that's up to her though. That's up to her. You know what I'm saying? She cool. Whatever he doing. But if she was my sister, he got to go, bro. You know yeah. Are they married? No, not yet. No, not. I shouldn't say yet. They're not even engaged. Now see. That's one thing about it, you know, 
it's it's about having that understanding with your significant mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. You know, so and you you got to set boundaries in the beginning. You know, if you want to, mm-hmm. you know, when you're in a relationship with somebody, each one of y'all need to know where the fence is. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And mm-hmm. in this particular situation, it appears to me that neither one of them really know where the fence is. You know, they just kind of moving through the, the motion of being in, in a relationship, but mm-hmm. yet there are no boundaries. Yeah, you know what I mean? For sure. Hold on, feel he's not feeling that, and it's really all boils down to what the girl really wants out of out of the relationship. You know, if she's looking for marriage or she wants to, you know, take the relationship to a step. You know, further than where it is, and she gotta look at this situation to be like, yo, you know, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You you serious about me? You know, I get, you know, we ain't married, you know, you out there doing whatever, whatever with whoever it's a girl, ex girl, man, that who you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's communication. Mm-hmm. That's real. You know what I'm saying? That, that's really the only way you're gonna really get somewhere. And I'm learning all this, you know, every day. You know, I ain't no expert at mm-hmm. this, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But I'm just I try to make sense out of stuff. Yeah, for sure. Know? For sure. T-Mo. Yes, sir. Question. Yes, sir. Was it easy? Because at one point in time, you were young. You was up there. You know what I'm saying? You still is up there. Don't get me wrong. But now that you're wiser and everything like that, was it easier being a player back in the day without all the social media and the internet and everything? I'm just curious. You know, I feel like media... I mean, it had to have been easier, right? There's less... Digital prints, hey. and, you know, people <laughs> yeah. can't, you can't, For you real, know, it was nobody gossiping, you didn't have to worry about nothing, you know, you know. tagging you and geotag location drops. That's, all that's that, the one. All that, you know, it, it's funny you say that because I was just talking about that one of my homeboys. Yeah. They just saying how it's so much, it's so different right now. It's, it's, it's a tough time to be out in society mingling, but to me, Atlanta has some of the most beautiful people now that I've never seen in my whole life. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Atlanta was so small back in the day. We knew everybody. Everybody knew everybody. So it was just so, you know, we loved what we had. We loved what we had. But it's always awesome to see new people. You know, it's Mm -hmm. always awesome to see new beautiful people. I love that energy. And um, back in the day, bro, you know, I ain't gonna lie. You know, Mo Goody, you know, definitely dated a couple of young ladies in the, around the city of Atlanta. <laughs> Most definitely. And, and, and enjoyed myself to the fullest, man. But right now, it's dangerous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got yeah. so much going on. I mean, yeah. it was dangerous back then, too. Don't get me wrong. But right now, it's just, to me, it's, I've had a wake-up call in my life. I can say that. I won't get, I won't, I will not go into detail at right. all. But I would just say, I've had a true wake-up call in my life to where I, I look at life like, you know what? The next move I make with a female, it's going to be a move to where we're going to grow together. We're going to move mm. as a unit. We're going to be a team together. We're going to get this green together. We're going to move through life together, and that's how we're going to do it. You know? We ain't going to betray each other. You know, We're going to be able to trust each other. And, mm-hmm. and that's, what, that's all that's right. those important things to me. And the most important out of all of that, you got to be able to communicate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah. boy, when you can't talk to somebody, it's it's hard, man. It's yeah. hard. You know, sometimes people' energy just don't match. And you uh, learn it from know? each other each and every day, so mm-hmm. you got to stay communicating. You got to We stay. change it with time, you know? We yeah, change it with time. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And no, the, I agree. And the best way to communicate is to become a good listener. Yeah. Mm. People sleep on that so much. They do. Oh, yeah. my God. I really do agree to that because... <laughs> 
if you don't like sometimes what I try to do, I try to listen and then repeat what I heard mm -hmm. so that that way I'm like, is this what you're saying? Am yeah. I understanding this correctly? Yeah. You know, just so I can get that confirmation that like if I miss something, I want to get clarification yeah, me, yeah. first, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Before I start, because I'm always right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but All yeah, right, no, no, so that's good. That's good. So definitely she needs to drop him. That's what it's seeming like. It's a joint consensus. But in, I just had to ask this because, Kel, you said this. You said, you know, he got a good thing. So then if you know that you have this good thing, what makes you want to still step out? Like, what makes you still want to get that old thing back? It's child, childish ways, you know. It's never, like, it's it's always going to be somebody better, mm -hmm. somebody much more, you know, good in the curves and everything. But it's, it's you got to realize what's important in life. It's not about how many you, quote unquote, smash, but who is down for you through thick and thin. Mm -hmm. And that's the what I look at in a woman. But my with my fiance now, man, I knew it since I was fifteen. So it's like, you know, she been with me through ups and downs, side to side, all around. You know, yeah. And I realized that don't do I have less? I'm a man. I gotta be real. But at the same time I understand the importance in life. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Another thing oh, yeah. is, another thing I'll say is is like like dudes definitely will definitely test the waters. You know what I'm saying? I feel like uh when she kicked her homegirl out she opened the floodgates for a lot of, you know what I'm saying? What else can I get off on? You know what I'm What's saying? That? You know what I mean? Because, you know, you never, you will never know the true intentions of your partner. No matter how much you think y'all good and everything, you will never know what's in their head. So he could be playing the game the whole time, but you would never know. You know That's what I'm saying? So you look at the red flags and you set up a counter. How many of these will I take before he or she have to leave? You know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. that's up to you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's, that's like I said, I can't say that she should kick him out. It's up to her. Mm -hmm. How many red flags will she take? You That's know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's real. Um Curtis Mayfield. Curtis Mayfield. You recorded in his house. Oh. Please. Oh, I was like, wait, what's going on? <laughs> okay, we're shout out, shout out to the OG Curtis okay, Mayfield. Shout out to the oh, I got his vinyl at the crib right now. You know what I'm saying? I've always been a fan of his. Tell me the vibe, the experience, and how did y'all as a crew get to the point of being in that iconic household man man um it was like i went through an entire lifetime not knowing that curtis mayfield lived in my neighborhood wow wow <laughs> all that time i've been listening to all that great music all that time this man was less than five minutes away from my house i could not it blew me away to know that he wow. actually lived in southwest atlanta it blew me away so the way we ended up getting this spot, uh, his son used to live there. And his son was moving out and he wanted to rent out the spot. He wanted to rent the studio out to us. I don't know exactly the true details of how organized Noah's ended up hooking that up, but all I know is, man, they hooked up with that boy, man, and um, rented it out for Goody Mob's project. And we were over there every day sleeping, working on, our, working on our craft, man. And it was so many awesome musical spirits in that home, man. I'm going to tell you, he had a full studio in that home. I mean, wow. a full studio with a big vocal booth where you can have a full band and mm. you wow. know, choir, everything. In a house that, from the outside... It, it would be hard to believe that this type of stuff was up in their home. It was only and it was only right to bring those good vibes and food for your 
soul. Yes, it you know, was. and y'all recorded soul food. Soul in that. food. I love that video, me. yo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that video. You know, um, oh man, there's so many barriers. So tell me about the Source Awards and the and the uh, Soul Train Awards, man. Okay, um, the Source Awards. I can remember. We were, we were New Jacks in the industry. That was my first time actually going to New York City ever in my lifetime. Wow. You know, I grew up, you know, listening to all the New York hip-hop. You know, that's what inspired us to do hip-hop. You mm-hmm. know, the New York artists and the West Coast artists that did it way before us. Those are the pioneers, our pioneers, our OGs. So, man, it was just exciting to be in New York, man. We we, we seen everybody. KRS, one, you name it. I'm just seeing Wu-Tang, them all. all Wu-Tang, Clan, Biggie, Meth, <laughs> you name it. Um, so, anyway, we up in the thing. You know, we chilling. We sitting right there with Biggie because all the Arista artists usually sit together. You know, they were, they had all the seats and everything. It was, it was in Madison Square Garden. Word. So, we sitting in there. That's my first time being in Madison Square Garden. You know, <laughs> shot, okay. Looked like a regular old, you know, arena to me. You know, yeah. you know, but it was it was just cool just to be in that energy. But uh, I can remember Big Suge and him um, making that statement about you know if you want to, you know, somebody you want to come up to a record label where the producer your, where don't where dance all in the videos, all in your videos, yeah. And stuff, come over to Delco. <laughs> you know? And it was like, the, what was the energy in there, hey, man? Bro, the energy was like this. I'm sitting in the, I'm sitting there looking at like, okay, this New York, so I know New York ain't having it. So I'm looking like, wow, West Coast dudes got some heart, boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, boy, that shook them for real, mm-hmm. man. They, they came in, stood up in New York City and bucked off like that. Say they'd never stand up in Atlanta like this. Yeah. I know it wouldn't. You know what I mean? But I was a, I was shocked. So New York dudes, like some of the crowd, they were like booing and going off. They were mm-hmm. mad, but you know they, you know they were keeping their composure for yeah. the most part. And then when I got when we got down there, we accepted the award with Outkast and went on stage. We could actually see him mm-hmm. sitting down front. Hey, bro, I'm gonna say everybody was probably about homes by Joe size, mm-hmm. but about six five. Oh man, all of them, man. Yeah. Every last one of them, bro. <laughs> boy. boy, they were like a, I'm talking about like a football team, <laughs> <laughs> an all lineman, mm-hmm. no running backs, no quarterbacks, <laughs> beef. <laughs> so, so question before you got <laughs> up on that stage we're ready, ready for war <laughs> before you and the dungeon family got on that stage did you and three stacks or it, did three stacks tell you that he was going to say what he had to say no nah, man i ain't gonna lie bro that vibe and that energy in there that night i can't no, that i was scared the reason why i was scared is because i know how hood stuff turn out yeah mm-hmm. i'm thinking somebody about to start shooting in a minute you know what i mean so i'm like you know just trying to stay in ready mode like okay you don't know where it might come from already it's a lot of tension in here mm-hmm. everybody tense yeah got attitude mad about this this what he said you know what i'm saying <laughs> so it's like we have i'm happy i'm like man this is my first time being in new york city good exactly. gracious look at him Ooh, I'm happy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? we happy i can remember like some of some rappers or somebody man jumping over seats man we we were throwing some of these little cats, man. They start jumping over the seats, man. Over us, man. We just start slaying them cats, man. All of that. I'm talking about, bro. We just cleared out our section. It wasn't nobody running around us, so they went and, and start fighting all up in that man. It was just dumb, bro. Wow. It was dumb, but that night was all. Let me tell you why that that night was awesome. I can remember we left. We was just in a big crew, man. It just felt good. It organized all the dungeon family mm-hmm. was through New York City. You yeah. Know, and, and yeah. our humble beginnings, you know, and um. We, we stopped in the store to get some juices and stuff. We went right in the Dougie Fresh. Mm. We're like, what? Where the Dougie Fresh? <laughs> 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 yes, Lottie, 
Dad. Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm like, come on, dog. Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? I can't believe it. it was so exciting. So then we walking back to the hotel, just like on a real chill street with nothing, no more action, no more parties, nothing. Yeah. Look up, run right in the Method Man. Mm. And you know, he rocked the crowd, man. He ran into the crowd and everything yeah, performing crazy. that joint, man. The Rillis. Man, he stayed there, took a picture with us. It's on my Instagram, man. That man, the realest, man. I love Meth, man. Yeah. Meth, a real stand-up OG. All the Wu-Tang, man, they good guys, Yeah, most of them. I, I believe man. they have big a festival going on Saturday, I believe, um, in the A. In you know, Atlanta? Wu-Tang, yeah. I'm there. Yeah, Anything man. Anything Wu got, I'm there, I think man. it's a Revolt Summit. It's yeah, yeah. Up, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. And shout-out to you and CeeLo, man, for going down to Piedmont Park and putting on the show and everything. Oh, it's man. a small world because my mother, yeah. she's part of the production team and everything, so she okay. set up and everything like that, so I was like, Damn, it's crazy how everything coming full circle. Yes, sir. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. So tell me the the story of Tupac, man, because Tupac at one point in time wanted to be part of Goody Mob, right? Mm, let me tell you, okay. So we're gonna we're gonna move real fast through this, man. I tell you like this, we was at the warehouse, man. Big up to the warehouse, uh, Phoenix Dance Club. You know what I'm saying? Meredith Street, Meredith Boulevard. That's where hip-hop was born in yeah. Atlanta. You know, the real hip-hop scene was born right there. Word. And we used to go there all the time. So me and Kujo used to go there from the beginning again and start performing. And we actually had a battle at that particular spot between Lumberjacks. Me and Kujo's name was changed from Goody Marvel Lumberjacks because we had picked up some management. Mm-hmm. And we had a battle against the East Point Chain Gang, which was Cool Breeze and, and yeah, Gil, and yeah. All them. Mm. It was an awesome night, though, man. It was Shout a out to shot, Cool man. Breeze, man. Shout out, to Breeze. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the East Point's greatest hits, Most man. Most damn. Oh, man, off top. But, man, it was a great night, man. We ended up um, rocking that thing and, and winning that thing. But anyway, the next time we ended up going there performing, I can remember this young lady coming up, pulling me to the side, saying that she was Tupac's publicist mm. and that he wanted to get with us. Now, keep in mind, we didn't have a record out of this time, and he was in jail. So I'm looking at her like, you got to be playing. side <laughs> You know Tupac, you know, right, yeah. on, man. What you know? And then you coming up to me like I love this, man. I know you ain't talking about. It. Come on, man. Whatever. But I didn't push. This is the way I'm thinking. I didn't say this to her, but my mind, I'm thinking all of this. But I'm being nice, so she don't see that part. Of what right. I'm thinking in my mind. So I'm like, okay, yes, ma'am. So she ended up giving me his information, and I knew that she was she was telling the truth because mm-hmm. I had got his information from somebody else also. And uh, never ended up getting around to writing him nothing because he got out before I could actually write him something. I was just about to sit down and start trying to put him, put some stuff together to talk to him about. And that's the thing I know Death Row had picked him up. Mm. We actually ended up meeting for the first time at the Soul Train Music Awards. That was the first time I had actually met him. That's when he had the camouflage. That's and when he had the camouflage. Yeah. Yeah. That's when he talking about that rec- That's why every time I hear that song, you know what I'm saying? Dressed in fatigues and boots. I disappeared in the crowd. All you see is troops and little nigga. And all that that he was rapping, man, I was right there. So I, I, I actually see this when he's saying it. Right. Every time it's scary <laughs> to hear that record, man, because mm-hmm. I know what he's talking about. It's like a there. flashback, basically. Yeah, it's like a flashback right there. <laughs> I, I see Nas coming in, doing his interview, Pop coming through, talking about, yo, man, we just got into it with Biggie and Mountain. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's that. <laughs> <laughs> it's hurt. No, I'm like, what? You know, we looking like, okay, whoa, man, they just got into it with Biggie and them. Okay, it's going yeah. down, but I hope it don't start shooting. You know, I'm just thinking about shooting. All I, these <laughs> niggas crazy. So I'm like, please, Lord, just let us get through this. So anyway, 
We leave that night, we go back to the hotel, Pac give us a bunch of these invitations and say, come out to the party. I'm having my five million uh, platinum party tonight. I want y'all to be there. Mm -hmm. I'm like, bro, I'm there. Say less. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm going. So I put them in my pocket. You know, we went and presented an award that night. So as soon as we left out of there, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to the park. Yeah, I'm most definitely. You got to. <laughs> so we went back. i never forget. We went back. I, I said, hey, Joe, man, you going to go, Joe? Boy, Joe was in chill mode on the bus. Joe was like, hey, boy, look at me. I said, boy, I'm <laughs> You know, I'm finna eat, man. You know, I said, okay, dog, I feel you, man. I'm chilling, bro. I'm chilling right now. So I hit Gil, man. You going to go down and Gil? Like, man, nah, man. I hit Low, Low, like, man, Mo. I'ma chill, man. I probably ain't gonna do nothing. Yeah, I said, "Boy, you, you over there chilling? I already know what you're doing." It's a love that relaxing. So I was like, "Man, dang, I still wanna go." I called my road manager who at the time was Ron Bird. Ron Bird, a legend, a, a true legend mm. in the industry. What Ron was like? Come on, Timo, you wanna go? You could, yeah, we could go together. It's cool. I'll, I'll drive. Let's go, man. I take the top off the Jeep. So at the time, I'm thinking that's a good idea. Like, let's take the top off the Jeep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what's up, man. Let's go. So another dude went with us. Uh, Y'all ever heard of the restaurant Tom, Dick, and Hanks? Tom, yeah. Dick, and Hanks, it's, yeah. It's in Atlanta. Big up to Hank. Big up to all of them, man. You know, I eat there. They got good food. Well, anyway, that? Hank was with us. It was okay. me, Hank, and Bird. So we ride, man, going toward the Century Center. That's where the party was at, the Century Center. We ride, but for some weird reason... Like, it was crowds of people coming back the other way. Like, they were going back to the parking lot. So we riding, you know, in the traffic going this way, but it wasn't much traffic going that way. So I just said, hey, baby girl, what's, you know, what's going on? Why, why y'all leaving the party? What's up? It's early. What's happening? Yeah. It was like, well, they just got into a big fight in there. They fighting and all that. So <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, okay, this L.A. Hey, man. Let's go, bro. Yeah, they, get down. To get <laughs> they got the gangs out here, man. These boys on that. You know what I mean? Let's go, man. Right. I ain't got no pistols. Like, let's go. Right. We, I ain't got a fighting chance. What I'm gonna do? No, let's go. So he was like, wait, wait, T. I think, I think I see Shug. I'm like, okay. Here we go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know say here we go. Let's go. So we go, we ride up. Tupac is right right behind Shug. Now keep in mind, it's probably like a caravan and then at least. 20 cars deep in them. Yeah. I'm talking about like gangsters. Lined up like L Barack Obama there. Yeah, like, like they, <laughs> the president. Suge in the front with a you white said. convertible Rolls Royce. Tupac right behind him in the black convertible Rolls Royce. Now, Pac sitting off in the back. You know, Pac's like, yo, what's up, man? Yo, what's up? I said, Pac, what's up? I'm so happy. I'm like, yeah, they go pop, but let's go party. Let's go. So, um, man, that, the wrong bird say, hey, Suge. Suge, Suge, turn around. He said, yeah. Now, all this going through my mind. <laughs> <laughs> this, this man don't know shit. Like, this man, man. this man calling this man name out. All these fools, gangsters out here, they might think we about to start something. Already. Like, they might not even like Goody Mob. You know what I mean? I'm like, I ain't being loud about myself. Right, right. I'm, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm chilling. I'm in chill mode. Hey, man, let me tell you something, bro. Man, I, you know, Shook showed so much love. Hey, man, Shook was like, Timo, hey, man. I love Goody Mob, man. Number love for you guys, man. Much success to you guys. Y'all coming out with us tonight? We're like, yeah. Mm. He said, man, follow us, man. We're riding our park. Like, come on, man, let's go. Man, bro, like, let's follow him. But it's funny because the gangsters, they weren't all, all sweet nice with us. Like, right, Park, right. Them, you know, they, they were cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. The gangsters were looking at us. Well, of course. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Who are you? Who are you? Like, y'all ain't about to jump in front of us. So, like, <laughs> yeah, I had to wait all the way in the back of line. Hey, man, we had to wait until all the cars passed. <laughs> <laughs> we tried to pull in. Everybody looking at us like, they pull in. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. This is. You know what I'm saying? They're riding out. But it, it, we get there. 
We get out. We end up parking. I didn't even realize Eric B in the car with Suge. Eric B. Eric B. From Rakim. Not Rakim. Oh. But Eric B. Okay. The okay. DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big yeah. One yeah, with yeah. The with the yeah. chain with the braid. With, yeah, with the braid. Yeah. yeah. He was there. It was him and Suge in the car together. Wow. You know what I mean? So I was like, damn, they go Eric B too. Yeah. So I'm just, man, I'm all Eric B and Rakim fanatic. He oh, raised yeah. me, bro. Oh, yeah. That's, That's the first rap, album. Yeah. Rap. That's yeah. the first rap I listened to in my life that paid in full. I'm telling Top you. Top 100. I'm telling you. So I, I I go up to show Eric B some love. I'm like, man, I got to go shake his hand. I Most love time. him. So I go, what's up, Eric B? Hey, man. Home was just like that. He was like. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, ooh, okay. Hey, he ain't playing. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. He don't play. He don't play. So, you know, he, he, he ain't show much love, but he showed a little love, though. So it was all good. Next thing I know, Pac hop out. We talking. Sugar like, yo, we finna go in the club. Y'all wait a minute. Man, it's a big crowd. Of people like I'm talking about at least 50 people standing in front of like a small door to get in the club. All these people, one dude, a uh, security standing at the door, like yeah, grilling everybody to come through the door. And should I, on everything I love, should go up to the crowd and I'm talking about and bolo his way <laughs> straight through everybody. Get out the way, get out the way, <laughs> get out the way, man, get out the way. I mean, just straight pushing for you, you know, way just pushing, get all the way to the front. Look back at Pop, us, all us, say, hey, man, y'all, come on, man, let's go in the club. <laughs> and Pop, like, man, I ain't finna go, I don't even wanna go in the club. <laughs> like, he left, I left. And that, like, that night, we dapped each other down, you know, and he was like, man, yo, come to the studio tomorrow, man, we're gonna get some work in, let's yeah. go, man, y'all come mess with us. That's that night, if you get on the internet, you can see. Seen the clip, I yeah, seen it. Walk in. That was the very next day. Wow. After that day. That's wow. What's up, wow. Man. That's what's up, man. So much history, man. That's For a great all... story because you don't hear a lot of people talk good about Shug, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's so I mean, good to hear that Shug showed love like that. He you showed some love. He really did, That's bro. That's what's up, bro. So, top of the A. Please tell me how that mm-hmm. joint got together. Please. Top of the AA, man. Let me tell you how to, it's it's called bridging the gaps, brother. It's called bridging the gaps. Facts. Like like that's your what, show. That's what we yeah. here for. Just like Absolutely. your show. So um, my big brother Mac, man. Mac came to me. He Mac is one of my engineers, man. One of my true homeboys that go in for me when I need him to. If I need a record mixed, he one of the best underground mixers in the game. Mm. So if you need your record mixed, man. You need the high quality bump, man. Home really put that thump on there, man. So. I was hollering at Mac, and Mac was like, yo, T, man, I got a couple of tracks, man, one of my homeboy's son does. I'm like, okay. He said, man, um, you know, it's a young dude, he's 18, named Fiji Beats. Sent, mm. sent, me, sent me about six tracks. I'm going through all of them, I'm going through all of them. I, and the funny part about it, I actually started doing the song to another track. And evidently I was so intoxicated that particular uh, next day <laughs> I went back in, I didn't even remember that I even started on the other track. When right. I heard that track, I'm like, oh my God, that's it. So I started <laughs> rapping on that one. I didn't realize I had to lay a whole nother verse of that same type of the AA and a whole nother um, first verse. Mm. But I love the way the other one came together. So I just thought it would be a good marriage to do a record on a young producer's tracks. Most you know what I'm saying? Being that I have a son that's 18 years old that mm. just started at Georgia State. Okay. So oh, it's, it's a down, big gap we bridging. Down. You know what I mean? With big gap we bridging, but it just show you how we can get it done, y'all. Yeah, yeah. It's out there. Yeah, Let's man. go. Let's do it. So, hey, we ain't going to let have y'all waiting. Top of the A by T-Mo Goody. I go by the name of DJ 9D. This is your girl Keisha. It's your boy Kev. Hey, man, sit back and relax and enjoy this new bounce to the fullest. Thank you.
Sour. You do it for the minute, I do it for the hour God gave me the power, grace and gave me mercy Haters wanna curse me, but their weapons didn't prosper Satan tried to hurt me, chocolate like a Hershey New York out to New Jersey, like James I'm worthy He see a G coming, but I don't wanna If I did, she's a donor, we be smoking marijuana In some corner of the AA By the end of the night, we be under the moonlight. By the end of the night, we be on Versace sheets with a bottle of Bel Air, looking up at the stars with just a few cares. Fingers through your hair, playing truth or death. You a model, I'm a player. It's been groomed and I care. Don't give a fuck about this bullshit in the world. I only care about my little boy and two little girls. My wife and my mama, my daddy and my brothers. And Tree man, you now kicking it old school on the real eleven hundred. Yes, sir. We are back. We are back. We are black. I go by the name of DJ 9D. It's your girl, Keisha. It's your boy, Kel. And you're now tuning in to Kicking the Old School every Thursday at 8, where we take you back with the trash. That's all of that. But as well as play y'all new music of today, men in that generational gap. What y'all just heard was top of the A. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> by the legendary T-Mo Goody from the Goody Mob. You dig, man? Hey, man. Can we? You don't know how much you mean to us in this game, man. I just uh, want to let you know from it, a young generation standpoint, we appreciate you. Man, we awesome. we recognize what's real in this game, this in this hip hop, because I really wanted to get down to the nitty and gritty of just how you feel about about music today. Because me personally, mm-hmm. I feel like certain things sound the same. Yeah. You know, it's not that that individual, but that's definitely for a next interview. You know what I'm saying? When we come in. So tell them where they can find you at, what you got going on next. The floor is yours, King. Y'all, man, check me out on uh, T Mo Goody 
on Instagram, Timo Goody on YouTube, uh, Timo Goody on that title, Timo Goody on Spotify. You know what I mean? Please, man, go in there on that title, man. If anything, man, play it a trillion times. Let's go, y'all. A town. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then your boy got uh, his new hemp product I just dropped, a hemp line. It's Mo Goodies. M O G O O D I E S C O dot com. Mo Goodies Company dot com. Y'all go get that, man. Yeah, ASAP. Check that out, man. And so. shout out to Gip, man. One of these days, I'm going to get Gip up in here. Shout Definitely out to shout Gip. out to Big Gip, man. Yes, CeeLo, Cujo, All Organized Noise Crew. You know what I'm saying? Cool Breed, Big Rube, everybody showing love out there. Big Boy, Outkast, uh, Andre 3, Stacks. The whole dungeon. Everybody, man. Ain't number love for you, dog. Most I know definitely. what it is. Hey, yo, Kel, Keisha, leave him with something. Hey, you know, man, you can follow me at nue.koy. That's the boy, New Kelly. You can follow the production company to shooting this video. Y'all going to be able to see this on our YouTube channel at Kicking It Old School. And the, 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 produ- the production company, my bad, <laughs> production company is Nostalgia Universal Entertainment, Nostalgia Uni ENT on IG. Check that out, man. Y'all going to see the video real soon. Yes, and you can find me, Keish Dundit, K-E-I-S-H-D-O-N-E-D-I-D-I-T. Most deaf, most deaf. You can find me on Instagram, the real DJ Nine D, the number nine in the letter D. Hey man, we just made history with this one. Yes, sir. Every time, every this time. type of interview—that's what keeps us going. You man. know, it. just being able to get to the roots and under and, and just appreciate those that laid the foundation for us love. to do. You know Thank what I'm you, saying? Yes. Most deaf. Hey, y'all stay safe, stay blessed, goody mo. Forever. Peace. For life. She say got ain't in this new world altar built. Experimenting in Atlanta, Georgia, United Nations overseas. Train assassins do search and seeds. Ain't knocking or asking. The common folk like me. Put white trash like they tricks like her. Back in slavery. Concentration camps. Place with gas pipelines. Infernos outdoors like they had back when they don't. Was living in 1945. Listen to me now. Believe me later on in the future. Look at where it see in the Constitution that in the event of a race war, places like Operation Heartbreak Hotel, Mormon's Tale, until they got tight bits, still always sell. Yo, thank y'all for tuning in to the hottest show in Atlanta, where we take you back with the trash that's all of that, kicking the old school from the real 1100.